Hey, all right, podcast listeners, thanks so much for joining us on this bonus episode of the podcast today. Um, if you're a wedding vendor, I know that you feel that uh, it's Thursday, but you feel like it's been a month. This has been a very trying, trying long week, few days for us. Um, if you're in the hospitality industry, pretty much anywhere in the world, you are definitely being affected and you feel the pinch of this virus. And of course, if you're an engaged couple that uh, was having a wedding in the next uh, eight weeks or so, um, let let me tell you that we all in the industry feel your pain. Um, we understand that you're disheartened. We understand that you're scared. We understand that you're totally bummed that all these years of planning a wedding and all this time um, has went into your special day arriving very soon. And you know what? It's not going to look that way. Um, it's not going to be that way. And we are your industry people. We are your industry experts. We are industry friends. Um, you hired us to help you plan your day, to be a part of your day. And we want you all to know that as an industry, we are here for you. We are here for you to reschedule, postpone. You know, we are very grateful that the majority of you are not canceling your weddings. Um, when you have control of not canceling your wedding, you are postponing, rescheduling, and taking our advice. Um, like many in the hospitality and the service industry, uh, wedding businesses can go bankrupt very quick this time of year uh, with a season like this, and that we don't know. None of us have a crystal ball. We are not sure. Um, this happy celebration time has turned into some doom and gloom, but I want each and every wedding vendor, and I want to engage couples here too, that there is fabo at the end of this. There is a season that we are in, and there's a lesson to be learned. Maybe we're supposed to all slow down a little bit. Maybe things are moving too fast. Um, it's hard. This is a deadly, deadly virus. People are dying. Industries will die. Individuals will go bankrupt. Financially, it's a hardship on everybody, too. But we have to keep moving forward. And as an industry, we're going to do that. We're in a service industry, and our service is celebration and love. So whether you're an event photographer, an event planner, a wedding and event DJ, if you work in any events, you're affected by this, and so are the clients of those events, workshops, conferences, all the people that work those events from handing out the uh, scoop of ice cream to pouring your beer at a ball game, um, to the people that service you in the um, transportation industry, everybody's taking a hit. And it's hard for us in an industry that we're all about joy. Yes, there's happy tears on a wedding day, um, but they're happy tears. And we are so privileged and honored to be a part of so many amazing events year in and year out. So I got a lot of questions about can we talk about the virus? Can we talk about some of the legalities of the virus? And as you all know, I am not a lawyer. I'm not an insurance agent. I'm just a wedding photographer and wedding educator. But I decided... And I will in the future here. I'm going to let some things die down. I will come back and give you my big cheer, cheer, cheer and remind you that there's Fabo on the other side and that during this time you need to do some build this, uh, business building. So that's what we decided to talk about today. I'm super thrilled that uh, Lindsay Nickel, owner of Lovely Day Strategy, has decided to join me. Uh, we're doing our distancing, so we're doing a Zoom, a Zoom conference. But Lindsay is way out there on the West Coast. And I thought it'd be great if we have a conversation East Coast, West Coast, so that we can actually talk about how this is affecting everybody across the industry. It's not just one section. Um, while cases and everything are uh, rising in certain parts of the country, 
everybody's affected by this. Um, no matter what state you're living in, you're affected differently, but you're affected nonetheless. So, you know, Lindsay is that go-to marketing and business strategist for wedding planners who want, to, who want to be fully booked with wonderful clients. She provides doable, focused actions based on her many years as a wedding planner. One of the things that uh, she, she calls herself, one of her taglines is, friendly, focused, no-fluff biz coaching for wedding planners. And she is a wealth and wealth of information. She's based in Napa, California. She's a Bay Area native with a passion for outdoor adventures and travel. Her wedding expertise has been featured on CNN, New York Times, Style Me Pretty, Brides, Yours Truly book, and many, many more. Um, so she's somebody that knows what it's like to deal with some of these unforeseen situations. Um, she's been through the floods of California. She's been through the um, fires of California. And while they were not unseen, they were not planned. They were prepped for them. They're like me here in the hurricanes. We know they're coming. We're just waiting for them to arrive. But it puts all our events in our lives when you're in these kind of, uh, you know, coastal areas um, on, on, um, on shutdown and on pause. And those of you that have just dealt with the tornadoes in Nashville, you know what it's like. You know it was coming. You did your best to plan for it for that short time. And now you're dealing with it as well. So, you know, our Nashville wedding vendors and our Nashville wedding couples are affected by this as well. I mean, weddings got canceled for the weekend and now they're canceled some more. So Lindsay and I um, took some time to chit-chat. Um, we asked her what's going on, on the West Coast. We talked what's going on, on the West Coast. We talked a little bit about some of the questions that she's getting, the questions that I'm getting, and we can hear your fear. And I, I want everybody to know that, you know, coming from fear is not the place to be. Um, it's scary. Just like we have to believe and you have to trust there's fabble on the other side of this to take this time to work on your business, take this time to spend some time with your family. Do a little bit of both. Still stick to, your, stick to your schedule. Maybe have your day off, but just have your day off with the movie inside. Um, go for a walk if you're able to, you know, distancing, of course. Um, but just sit down and take a look. You know, when you get some quiet time, pull out those old classes or those old tutorials that you invest with educators, educators like myself. You know, pick up a phone and let's do a coaching call. Um, Lindsay and I are both here to help as well as, you know, Perfect Wedding Guide. Um, is here to help. There's lots of sources um, and vendors on the Perfect Wedding Guide side of the house that are struggling as well. Um, our Savannah wedding vendors are struggling. Everybody is struggling. But you know what? I know we're a community. We're an industry community and we're a local uh, wedding industry community. And that's where we're going to find our support. We're going to have to come together, y'all, and we're going to have to work together because we're all going to get busy. And we just might not be able to service everybody that we have to move forward rescheduling so we're gonna to have to call up on each other and fill in and that's what we're going to do as a community and that's what we're going to do as an industry and I encourage all of you to get online and find your Tuesdays together find your Wednesday work groups and move all those things to online join in all the Facebook live things that are going on the zoom conferences set up your own little mini workshops on a zoom conference call and just chat be there to cheer each other up it's okay to cry Engage couples, we know you're crying. Wedding vendors, we know you're crying. Business owners across America are crying. We've cried. Let's dry those tears. Let's take some steps forward. Let's get dressed. Let's show up. And let's serve our couples even better than we were planning on serving them before. Let's take this lesson that we have right now and find the blessing and the opportunities in it. And let's work on becoming better business owners. Let's work on becoming better humans. 
We have to lead with empathy. We have to lead with our heart. We have to be human to our engaged couples that are reaching out to us. But we're also a business. So I, I really encourage you all to take care of yourself, take care of your couples, and then take care of your business. Putting people first is, uh, is something that I believe in. Having a purpose is something I believe in. Um, I don't believe in chasing the money. This is one of the times where we have to all hold together. There's not one right way or one wrong, wrong way to do anything. Um, every business owner has to deal with what's going to benefit their couples as well as their family and, of course, their business. So hopefully you'll take a little bit of time to listen and you'll hear the conversation that we're having. And hopefully we've answered a few questions. Uh, we maybe brought some things to light that you didn't know about. Um, some people wrote came in on DM, so we asked those questions during the podcast. And again, uh, being on the West Coast for Lindsay and me being on the East Coast, uh, we can cover just a couple different maybe things that are happening to the destination market and everything that's going on. So I really, really, really want to encourage everybody to, you know, remain a little positive. I know it's hard. It is hard. This is tough. But be positive and let's keep moving forward. Let's work on our businesses. Let's work together. Let's figure out a way to get to the other side. Trust me, there is fabo on the other side of this. We're going to come out bigger. We're going to come out stronger. We're going to come out deemed and bruised, everybody. Do not get me wrong. But we are going to learn from this lesson and take all that we've learned and all that we have the time to learn on and be able to serve our couples even better and to better serve our industry as a whole. So uh, I'll stop now. Let's uh, let's dive in and start chatting with Lindsay. And uh, don't forget in show notes, Tina's got everything hooked back to her. Uh, she also has a little bit of a, of a giveaway uh, email template. So Tina will link back into that into the uh, show notes. But uh, take some time to listen. You know, follow us on the podcast. And it's a time for you to be introduced to some other vendors uh, that are doing some work. Maybe hear what they're talking about. Um, we're going to keep going on with the podcast. We're going to keep sharing and enlightening and introducing you to amazing couples throughout the Perfect Wedding Guy family and just amazing couples across the industry that are getting married and planning a wedding. We're going to bring all this to you in this podcast and uh, be no let it be known that we are your cheerleaders. Perfect Wedding Guide is here for you. I'm here for you. Lindsay's here for you. You have a lot of people out there. Um, that I want to support you. If you're new to the industry, please do not give up. If you're a veteran in this industry, you know there's Fabo on the other side. I went through this at 9-11, and while it is not comparably the same, business suffered. People did not want to get married for a while. They were all too upset and sad. Um, eventually, 9-11 started getting booked again. People started saying, I do, on 9-11, and it got a whole new meaning of happiness again. This will take some time. This one hurts. It's going to hurt everybody. Weddings will not be exactly what our couples planned, but their marriages will be strong and will go on. So without further ado, everybody, please welcome Lindsay to the podcast. And I want to thank you all for listening and following along and being patient with all of us as we work through this. Again, we do not have a crystal ball, but together we'll get through this. There is Fabo on the other side. That's what we're talking about on the podcast today. Hey podcast listeners, I'm Bobby Brinkman, wedding photographer, industry educator with 40 years of wedding experience behind the camera as a business owner and an industry cheerleader. Now, along my journey, I've had the opportunity to work alongside some amazing, talented wedding pros. Here on the Perfect Wedding Guide podcast, I'm going to invite some of them to come along and we're going to have a candid conversation about what it's like to be 
in this wedding industry. We're going to talk about what it's like to be a wedding business owner, the ups and the downs that go along with it. We're going to share some funny and not so funny stories about wedding days. And we're also going to help educate engaged couples so that as an engaged couple, you can better understand why we at Wedding Pros drive you crazy with all our questions and our spreadsheets and your details. Ultimately, it's so that both of us can have a successful wedding day. We're here to motivate, educate, and celebrate each of us in this amazing industry that we love. So join us as we chat all things wedding. Here to inspire each other, here to lift each other up, because the more we know about each other, the better we can serve all our couples. So thanks for tagging along, and back to the show. All right, podcast listeners, here we are. And this is a bonus episode that we have going on with our podcast here at Perfect Wedding Guide. You know, everybody's calling and talking about the coronavirus and how it's affecting the business. You know, and I just, I want to preface this by saying again, everybody, there is fabo at the other side of this. We are, we're going to get through this and there are good things coming. Like with all lessons in life, we have to struggle and uh, we need to just focus on finding the good and finding the, uh, the ways that we can cope through what's going on now. And the upside is this is a perfect time to work on your business. I, I know you're upset and sad, but it's a perfect time to do some um, wedding uh, business building and you know look at contracts look at your website work on Pinterest there's lots of things that we can do so when we started having some conversations about man I need to pull up some guests and some in and some other interviews uh, I had Lindsay Nickel coming on and we were going to talk about you know how to move to a new market because I'm in a destination market and we get a lot of that and and she reached out and said hey why don't we change the conversation so I was thrilled that she was willing to change. She's going to come on with some of her expertise here and guidance. And I'll preface by saying neither one of us are lawyers, guys, but we want to help you. And we probably know lawyers and can get you some creative lawyers. Anything we talk about, Tina will put back in show notes. Anything that's going to be there, Tina will have for the show notes so that you can click on and reach through and get back to Lindsay's information. And anything we talk about for resources will be there. So listeners, I'm thrilled to have with us today. Lindsay Nickel, she's the owner of Lovely Day Strategy, and as I mentioned in her bio, she is the go-to marketing business strategist for so many wedding planners. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for your time. She's from from the West Coast, people, so it's early for her today, so we want to appreciate that uh, she's on the West Coast sharing her advice. So listeners are going to get a West Coast, East Coast, and we'll bring it all together for the middle. So thank you, Lindsay, for joining us today. Awesome, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this East Coast, West Coast conversation and to just kind of bring some light to all of your listeners during this challenging time. You know, I mean, I know for us over here, it's been kind of crazy. So, you know, how have you been dealing with it? And, and you know, I'm sure you took a breath like the rest of us, you know, as an educator, but also a wedding planner and a wedding vendor. I mean, we're both in the industry, so we know it from the industry hat as well as the educational hat and the coaching hat. So I think people really come to us and say, hey, you know, you guys are all three things. Do you have a magic pill? And we don't. We don't know. Um, I have been through 9-11. Um, I have been through what happened after 9-11 with business showing down. And, and I just had this conversation the other day. I mean, for, a, a, for a, a year, almost a year and a half, nobody wanted to get married on 9-11. No, that was nobody wanted to pick that date. And after 9-11, after weddings kind of stopped for a few weeks because everybody was sad. This is different. And, and this is a, a health and a financial. So it, it's for both things. And let's just face it, we've changed. So what are some of the things that you're hearing from your vendors 
and um, what are some of the things you're hearing from the people that you coach and just, you know, kind of what's your take on it and, and, and the positive role that you think we can get through getting through this. And let's just talk about some of the ups and downs and some of the, and we have some bit listeners that have sent in some uh, questions, but what is your take, Lindsay? I mean, what are you hearing and what are you feeling? Um, I think in a lot of ways, everybody, whether it's an engaged couple or a vendor is really in the same boat right now, as far as nobody knows what's happening tomorrow. Nobody knows what's happening in six hours. Everything is changing so fast. So everybody is just kind of bracing in their personal lives and their business lives, whether they're a business owner in the wedding industry or whatever their day job is, nurse, teacher, whatever. So I think like the first thing I keep telling people is like, is take care of yourself. It's, it's the analogy everybody makes. When you're on the plane, you put your, your right. oxygen mask on first and then you help the other people. So really important to take care of yourself, whatever that looks like in your life, eating well, exercising, sleeping well. So take care of yourself first so that then you can take care of the other pieces in your life. Right. And it's been actually pretty interesting, like clients, wedding people who are getting married clients, some of them, not a big deal. Some of them getting super nervous. So I think it kind of depends a lot on like personalities and just their style in general. We have a client getting married on April 25th and we were all like, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. They wanted to do it. They wanted to do it. The vendors were all on board. And then just um, basically yesterday, Napa County said shelter in place till April 6th. So right. that was. And I, and I think that's the other part of it. We don't because and we're not here to be political or our guidance, but I mean, you know, the, in, the wedding industry itself, we don't even have guidelines. I mean, it's one of the easiest industries to walk into. So we're stuck on trying to figure all this out all the way. You know, I do multi-states, you have weddings in multi-states, every state's different. Um, you know, this, you know, South Carolina says no more than 50 people all the way to end of Memorial Day and South Carolina says, I mean, so it's kind of like, when is it, what do you do? And so all of it's coming at us and we're changing. And I, and I think, you know, fear is not the way we should be guiding ourselves. And we just have to really trust that, you know, hey, you're being challenged as a business owner, you know, so you're going to come out better as a business owner because you're going to make these changes. And I, and I think that even couples, we have to put it into perspective where it's a wedding day. And yes, it is very, 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 very important, but it's not the end of the world. There's others that are more important and, and should be focused on. And the health of everybody should be taken into consideration. And I'm from, and I know you are too, I'm from the, you know, do not cancel, postpone, reschedule, because this will bankrupt many, not just the wedding industry, hospitality, all the sports people. I mean, let's face it, this is gonna be an impact. Weddings will go on. People will still get married. Wedding licenses in our area have been ceased. You can't even get a wedding license. So that's stopping a lot of people. So it's, how are you instructing or suggesting your couples move forward? And how are you talking to your coaching students? I mean, you know, are they wanting to, are they wanting to cancel? And, and how are they feeling about their own health going to do a wedding? Yeah, okay, so for couples, this is really important, is they're waiting for you as the vendor to reach out to them first. This is your chance as a vendor to show that you are professional, to show that you are calm, to show that you know how to handle tough situations. The phrase I've been using is like, you are the 
beacon of light right. to guide your clients through this situation. They've never planned a wedding before, most likely. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you probably get those clients too. They yep. they call and you talk to them for the first time. They're like, I've never planned a wedding before. <laughs> so they and don't they plan this one. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they just don't know. And then you're adding in this whole other component of it's such an emotionally charged event. Right. The, the wedding is. The wedding is so emotionally charged. It's a very large financial investment. And they only get one. It's like all this perfect storm of emotion. And they are really counting on you guys as the vendors that they've trusted with their day to be calm and show them the way, basically. Right. So reach yeah. out to them first. Um, and I have some resources I can share with your uh, listeners at the end. But reach out to them. Email is totally fine. It can be short. Keep it light. Keep it soft. Check in with them. See how they're doing. And you know, it depends. Like... Our season is just starting to start in April. I know some people in much warmer climates, they're already like in the thick of it right now. I think in you guys in the South, it's, it's pretty busy yep. right now, right? Yep. Yeah. We've so been just in January and then we slow down right where we need to be scheduling people. And you know, that's the other downfall for our market is it's 105 degrees humidity here. And we go into hurricane season where, where you guys are, it gets warm, but you go into fire season. So the Midwest, everybody has the struggles and everything's different. And, and I think that's why listeners, that's what you're hearing. Lindsay and I say, there is no one answer, right or wrong. You really do have to be the expert. And think about it. You know, I don't want to use a virus or something ever as a marketing tool, but other potential clients are watching you and how you handle this. And did you go on social media and get crazy? Go on social media and share our story because I want everybody to be authentic. But you don't have to be doom and gloom every day. Oh, my God, another wedding. Oh, my God. Because if, if a potential customer or even a fellow vendor is reading this, then I'm going to think that you fall apart pretty easy. I mean, do I know we all cry because we all lost a third or half of our income? Man, I know this. I mean, I'm not saying this is easy. But I also know there's lessons to be learned. And, and engaged couples that are listening, you've got to be patient with us, too, because why we want to give you the answers, we don't have the answers. So if you found that a generic email is working and getting the response. And is that what you're suggesting most of us come up with? Why either we do it on our own or, or kind of follow one. And I know you're going to offer that resource and we'll share that. Cause I think this is something that can happen. You can adjust this for other times as well. But I'm are you finding that by taking that initial step, man, some of that, it's just the calmness is, is reduced. I mean, it's, it's so much easier to deal with them that way. Yeah, it really helps. So on Friday, which is crazy, that was a week ago. So Friday, I sent an email out to all of my wedding planning clients. And if there, some of the clients have what moms that are quite involved, so I included right. the moms. And at that point, it wasn't such a intense situation as far as things canceling. Right. But it was a pretty long, detailed email. It was to all of them because I also had the flu last week and you got to take care of yourself. I was like, I can't send an email to every single person. I sent a group email, BCC, and just let them know, like, I'm, I've been really sick this week. That's why you haven't heard from me. It's not coronavirus. Right. But I have, since I've been on the couch, I've had plenty of time to read and be up to date on everything that's happening. Right. I'm thinking of all of you guys. And on Friday, we were still talking about all the weddings are still happening. What's going to happen at the wedding? So it was like a 12 bullet right. things for them. And then I had a thing at the bottom for people getting married farther out, like in the fall, like if you're getting married in the fall, just hang tight. It's going right. to be fine. I'm thinking of you, but you know, let's get, get through this first. 
immediately I got an email back from one of the moms. Thank you so much for being so professional. We really appreciate this. A couple hours later, another email from another one of the moms. And then the next day, an email from one of the brides. Uh, they just want to know that you are paying attention to what's going on and right. they haven't been forgotten. And again, if, especially if you're in a premium market, they're paying for your service and expertise. They've made an investment in you and you gotta, you gotta keep going. I know we're working like beyond the scope of normal services. Exactly. We're all going to be putting in more hours. Like that's just a fact of life. We're going to be making less per hour on these weddings than we would have. And that just comes with the territory, I think, of being service-based businesses in times like this. And oh, and I think, and that's a good point. That's why I wrote that down. That's gonna, I'm going to use it as your quote. People forget that, and I think vendors need to hear this. You know, I know your contract says this, 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 and this, but come on, this is not normal. And we are going to have to write those hard emails, and we're going to have to listen on a case by case base. You know. This is the time where if you're new to the industry and you have a really weak contract, because um, trust us, none of us have pandemic. I mean, I, know, I haven't spoke to anybody yet that has pandemic in their force majeure or, or their clauses. I have no, you know, and now, and think about it, we never had terrorism until 9-11. Then I added that right away because, yep. God, who would have ever thought I would have to have that? Um, but we have to protect ourselves business. We have to leave with empathy. We have to be kind, but we also are running a business. And mm -hmm. I, I always want to, I've been trying to talk when I'm out speaking that these, these weddings are booked. So they knew they had payments due. They knew it was going to happen on their day. They've agreed to all the terms. Now all of a sudden we're dealt with this. Well, now my wedding can't be here. I have to move that. So we as business owners have to put on that business hat and say, I understand we need a new contract. Here's going to be some new cancellation policies. And oh, by the way, your final payments still do. And we're going to get fought on that. And I know we're going to get fought, but we also have to pay our mortgages and everything else. And while some of these people, our clients might be able to be home with a two week leave or whatever stimulus is coming down, they still knew in their budget that they were paying for this wedding. So as hard as it is for us, we still have to go forward and say, by the way, your next payment is due for this day and do this. But I think this is a chance that everybody needs to kind of look and say, how do you collect payments anyway? You know, you should be putting those things back and saving them um, and not really spending them. But that's also how we live. So when people come and, and your brides have rolled back to you now, are you also as the planner? And this is my one of my big proponents is I love having a planner because you're the team leader and I'm going to take my lead from you. I don't want to go contacting. I want you to. But is that also the advice for the wedding planners that are listing and the vendors is if we all 12 or 13 of us start bombarding these couples, they're going to go crazy. You know, if, if the wedding planner takes the lead, then are you also guiding your vendors on this is how we're going to do it? And how are you moving forward all your vendors to some of these weddings that are moving and canceling? Is that one of your goals? Such a good question. So it's a wedding planner. It really depends, I think, on the type of package you have. So if it's a full service person, so they're, they're the getting the most attention, obviously. Right. That's when all the hands-on stuff is happening. And then, I hate the term, but day of, month of, if you're, if you're newer and you're getting your foot in the door and you're doing this kind of hands-off package, right. um, that's when you have to be really careful not to become a full service planner on a yep. day of, month of, whatever budget. Right. Because you, if you give them a little, you'll, it'll just like take up all of your time. So you, I would really recommend for people and I've been doing this myself too, like 
write down like your internal policies or how are you gonna handle these situations? For your full service clients, that's the easiest. You will handle everything for them. If you have a partial planning, how will you handle that? And probably the same thing for like a photographer because right. if they don't have a planner, they're leaning on you guys. So exactly. how, how much are you willing to give them without saying, you know, if, you know, defining what your role is in each situation, full service, partial, day of, month of, vendor, other vendors, same thing. Like I will help them by sending a group email. Group emails are great. So I have a client who has our smallest package and we still work with them from the day they book but she's in charge of her vendors for the most part. But I know all those vendors. So we've been talking on the phone. I sent a group email to them yesterday when we officially rescheduled. But I did say if you to discuss your contract or specific details, please contact the client directly. Right. So you got to walk a fine line. You have to lead the group, but also be so careful not to take everything on because it will just become so stressful for you as the vendor. And they will just lean on you, lean on you, lean on you right. till you snap. Well, and then we can't, especially you, you can't really respond to, even though you may have contracts, I know a lot of full service planners, you know, gather all the contracts with vendors. In a situation like this, you cannot speak for, hey, that person is going to give you absolutely no money back and you're going to start a big war. Um, but our goal is we have to, we have to encourage everybody to move forward. We have to say, hey, reschedule. Your wedding right now is not going to look the same. And I know with some of the guest count situations, I mean, couples are forgetting that if it's a 50, like right now with 10, I mean, we know that that was not going to happen because there's 10 vendors at every wedding. So people need to remember that the current way it sits right now on this, you know, 319 that we're talking, it's 10 people, then it's going to go to 50. That could still be 15 vendors and 10 wedding party. You've got nine people. So you have to really look at the broad picture. And I know that, you know, planners have spent a lot of money and these people have spent a lot of time and a lot of money in logistics and planning but we just need to say it's okay you're still going to get married and it may it's going to look different so how can we help make it look different and the point that you brought up about we're going to be just working harder for this dollar per hour because we're going to have to think outside the box and be creative and we need to do other things and if a couple can't move with all of us on the same team how what role are you taking as the planner and let's just say you're full service what role are you taking as the planner? Are you helping them find somebody else? And then how are we going to find all these vendors to help fill all these new weddings in a time where we're already busy? And I know here in the South, we're running out of venues. The venues are already so booked because we're a destination market that we can't even get people moved to 2021 because the venues are already booked. So maybe talk about that from a planner perspective and how you would approach that. Yeah. So the all, I mean, I have like so many things in my head that I'm like, and this and this. So right. I think a couples, please consider a Friday or a Sunday. I know that wasn't the dream scenario and I totally get that's not your first choice, but if you are willing to go to a Friday or a Sunday, you will have so many more options. You'll be able probably to get married in the month you want to probably right. at the venue you want to probably be able to keep your vendor team. And I know it's tough in markets like Bobby and mine, where it's so many people destination and they're already taking time to fly in, but it will make your life as an engaged couple so much easier if you are willing to do a Friday or a Sunday so that your vendors can keep their commitment they already have for the Saturday and still honor the commitment they have to do your wedding. I think if you're a vendor listening right now, unfortunately, a lot of people are not employed. 
it might not be employed this summer. And those are all really talented people. All the people who are working in restaurants who have hospitality experience, yep. people working in retail stores that have styling experience. So like those are where I found my best helpers, my best assistants are people who have worked in hospitality already. Right. So start thinking in the back of your mind, like, oh, I know that this person works in a restaurant and they're not working. Or I know this person who might be looking for work in the springtime. Start building your mental list of team members. Because if you're, I know it's so tough for like a photographer there's, and right. a planner, there's really like one and they're hiring your specific style. Right. But you know, maybe this is opportunity for like a strong associate or whatever. If you're a florist, maybe you can hire more hands right. and make it all at your studio and then have two teams that go out and execute it. Same with the planner. It's so similar to photographer. Like there are a lot of times hiring that person they've been working with for 12 months right. or whatever. But you know, it's a lot of how you present it to the client. Again, not scaring them, but saying, hey, I have this great person. I've trained them. They know my style. I think they're going to be a great fit for you. Your, and your wedding can still happen on Saturday and they will be there doing the flowers, taking the pictures, planning it, whatever, since I'm already committed to this other one. Right. And if you have a strong relationship with your clients and you can keep it calm and you can really help set up that associate for success, that will really help you out um, a lot. Well, and I've been pushing the, hey, wedding Wednesdays. We in the industry have been talking about wedding Wednesdays forever. So if we have couples, especially in our destination market, that already know that 75 of their people are not going to come back and you might have 10 of you, you know what? Have a lovely wedding Wednesday in the park, you know? And again, some of these restaurants, once they can get back open, some of these smaller restaurants are going to go, Hey, we have a banquet room. We, we never could do a hundred people, but they're going to be, we can then take our business and serve the other hospitality business and we can all be helping somebody else or just calling a restaurant on Wednesday afternoon and say, hey, look, I know it's taken you a while to get back. You've got to go get your whole staff. I mean, I was hearing, you know, a couple of restaurant people we know that said, after this is over, Bobby, you know, we have to still go out buy food all over again. We've got to get all the stuff to come back in. And you know, we're going to have to be cleaning while we're going in there and cleaning and cleaning. Now we're still going to have to do things as well. So it's, it's not, if we said tomorrow, we got back to weddings. It's, it's not, it's going to take us a little bit of time to go through. So do you think that maybe, and I think this would happen across, the whole country. Do you think that maybe we're going to see an influx of smaller weddings now and engagements and elopements maybe like, you know, those small micro weddings. I mean, I think people might just shift and go do that, especially ones that have to be canceled. They might just go, you know what, let's just do this. I do. I think couples will get creative just like the rest of us will and say like, Hey, we always wanted a small wedding anyway. So we're axing 75% of our lists. And we're all going to drive to the, where it's going to be and it's going to be fabulous. And it's actually going to be what we were planning on all the time. And exactly. then as vendors, that's where you really got to look at your contract. Like yep. what are your minimums and things like that? Um, Cause you have, I mean, in my opinion, you need to stick to your contract cause you're sold that date and all right. that good stuff. Um, so yeah, I think we will see people. I will be very curious to see if in 2021 people are, leaning more towards the petite weddings or if it's going to be like gas prices, like gas prices go up and everybody's like, never buy an SUV again. Yeah. And then gas prices go down and the next day they buy an SUV. Exactly. So maybe by 2021, people will be like, what 200 person problem for a wedding? Like, exactly. Well, it. and that was fascinating. The, exactly. And that was one of the questions that uh, one of the listeners had uh, sent in on kind of just saying, you know, 
what's Lindsay's point of view as a planner? Uh, looks like she's a planner in Illinois. Uh, and she just says, I'm a planner in Illinois. Doesn't say where. What's Lindsay's take on, I was hired for a full day. I'm a month of. I was hired to be with this couple for 10 days. In order to keep their wedding in the rules and regulations of CDC, we can move their wedding to a Friday, but they're shrinking their wedding down and our is not going to require my full 10 hours. I mean, what, what is something I can do because I've been paid, but now my services are less. The couple is not asking for anything yet, but I want to be prepared. So Lindsay, as a planner, what is her opinion on this? Uh, oh my God, that's such a good question. So hopefully, I don't know what this gal's name is. We will call her Karen. Karen, yeah. in Illinois, I hope you have a contract. Yeah. Um, that's the number one thing. If you have a contract, please refer to it and see what it says You know, for payment schedule and refunding and things like that. The contract guides everything. Assuming there is some sort of like decent contract, and now we're talking about personal opinion, I would say you have to stick to the contract and those are the payments that they have agreed to pay you. Right. You've agreed to pay the service, but here's what you can do. Cause now I don't know how big the wedding was before. Let's say right. it was 50 and now it's 10. Do the best job possible you can for that couple. Deliver a hundred percent, especially because you are getting paid for a larger scope, which they may or may not remember from the contract. Right. But you want them to remember that working with you was amazing. And if they do think like, oh, wait, we didn't hire them for, for this. And they look at their contract, but then they remember like, we're, it's going so good with her though. We don't want to rock the boat. Right. It just comes down to what you were saying before, Bobby. Like you just got to be a person first and do a good job. And like, I mean, I can think of no other phrase, but come from the heart. I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, you know, that's like, how I feel. Be sincere and come from the heart. Okay, you're making more money. You're the same amount of money for less people. Deliver on that. It's just like when people want to go to like a premium market. Um, it's possible. You can charge a lot of money for services, but you have to deliver every single time. So now right. this person maybe just got catapulted to the premium market. They're right. getting paid a lot more for something smaller. Deliver, do a good job, be your usual charming, amazing self, and it will pay off. And that is Anita from Chicago. Um, so I, I just had, I had to look out at the phone to see what it was. But th that's a good point. And I also want Anita to know, don't start asking about refunds or anything. Deliver on. And Anita, we talked about this earlier. You've probably already done two already hours of work just going back and forth juggling. I mean, I know, I know, full, I know full service planners always get the bash of, well, you're just a pencil pusher. You charge me for every time you write something because it's bad as a lawyer which is why people, I don't know why people think that's what planners do, but they do. They push pencil and paper, but they're organizing. And, and this is my, every podcast I try to uh, tell uh, listeners, engage couples listening. This is why we have to ask you so many questions because something happens every day. So we're like, wait, last week this happened. So I'm going to ask. So when we send you out a wedding detail form and a planner sends you 19 pages, there's a reason. And we want to know them politely so we can better serve you. But that comes up a lot for me with the photographers are going, hey, Bobby, our wedding, they're going to go ahead and go forward, but they don't need, we're not going to have reception now because we don't need the seven hours. So, you know, my point with these guys are, and again, destination market. If you're in the middle of the country and you have a local couple, photographers, maybe even florists, planners for sure, I can offer to do something a year from now. I can offer to do an attorney. I can work out what is there. Now, in fairness, I'm going to work twice as hard, 
to honor all that contract because now I got to give up another day. I have to go do something. But it falls onto how you are. You leave from the heart. You leave from empathy. I want to do my best for them. I do not want to give money back. I have to take care of my family. We all do. So let's figure out the compromise. And especially with planners. I mean, you guys have put in all this time. You've made all these arrangements. But let's 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 take a minute here to be throw a little grace to the the florist that may two weeks have already ordered the flowers or the decor rental person has already ordered something special. I mean, it's not their fault either. It's these impossible situations that we're in. So couples, you know, why we, we feel for you, our hands are also tied on the things that we can do and we're, and we're mandated. And that one of the questions that came up, you know, um, I do not have a name on this person. It's a, it's just a funky name. I'm not even going to try it. It's a, it's a IG handle. Um, but they are from Nebraska, so they say we're out here in very rural areas. I'm also a wedding planner. My question is, at what point do I know that it's too dangerous for my staff to attend a wedding? Does Lindsay have a, a general idea? I know it's a personal choice, but would Lindsay ever send a team out knowing the CDC regulations are for 50 or less, and these people are having more? At what point do I take care of myself first? and not the customer? Oh my gosh, that's such a tough and good question. I mean, again, you just have to follow your own intuition and make whatever is the best decision. Think about your personal situation and the people you live with. Are any of them in the risk group, immune compromise, over the age of 60, whatever the whole list is, and just really think for yourself, what what is the healthiest choice for you? What is the healthiest choice for your staff? And then, if you decide that not participating in the wedding is the right uh, answer for you, enabling that wedding to still happen. Can you hire an associate? Uh, or will the client po- like reschedule? Because you can still be their vendor in some way, or if you have to sever ties, please point them in the right direction for right. other options. Um, but that's, that's tough. And I did, I used to live in a rural area in Wyoming and I know when it's, it's, since it's less population, there's less right. like rules coming at you every day. Yes. So you, people are much more left on their own to make those final decisions. And we're finding that we have people here that might've had a public, like a, you know, a plantation or a barn. And because of the rulings of the mass gathering, they're moving to a private spot now and they're wanting us to continue on. And you're like, okay, so quote, am I breaking the rules by going to a private house? I mean, where, you know, again, it's all that, it's just such gray areas, you know, do not gather people 10 or more, do not gather 50 or more. It doesn't say on road, blah, 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 intersection CCC. It's now we went to a private house and these people play these. And, and I, I really, I really hope that people do stay kind of quiet and normal but I'm hearing some really sad stories about vendors just being threatened being sued and and I'll bring that up a little bit here it's I, I kind of want everybody not to go for, do this from the place of fear I mean do not feel that you need to write somebody back a full refund check when you know you've already either done engagement pictures or already had cake take cake testings or you guys have already spent two or three you know online or in-person meetings with them just because somebody says I'm gonna go on the news and tell you because I got news for you guys and I'm gonna say it here they go on the news and say you didn't want to do something. Aren't they putting themselves right out there to get in trouble too? I mean, do not do this from a place of fear. 
And I always tell the people in my and when I mentor, don't chase the money either. I mean, there is fabo on the other side of this. We're going to get through this and we cannot be scared into making decisions about our business because as we talked about earlier, people are watching, other vendors are watching, other couples are watching. How are we handling this? And and so you're in the destination market and so am I. Do you think there's going to be an ongoing effect for the destination market? Like, do you think people are going to go think twice about, you know what, instead of flying to Napa, I think we'll just say right here in Nebraska. That's so interesting. I think it comes down to knowing your market. Like I, in all 10 years of doing weddings, I think we had one person from Nebraska, Iowa area, get married most of my clients come from the greater bay area and actually quite a few come from chicago at the moment right so i think it's really knowing your market and your ideal client and all of that good stuff that you we're always talking about and but being prepared as a business owner like how can you diversify your services i just saw a photographer works in the city and she's really talented and she did a pop-up shop online of photos of hers not wedding photos but you know the beach in Italy and da, 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 da. and she's selling her prints for really inexpensive for people. So like, how can you diversify if you're a newer wedding planner, even if you're established wedding planner, photographer, florist, and your calendar is a little light, help one of your other planner friends, photographer friends, florist friends. I, some people I'm like, Oh, what I've been doing this for seven, 10 years, right. you're helping them and you're making some money. So we all need to like come together right. and help each other out and just kind of ride the wave. And I think, to what you were saying, people acting out of fear. If you are starting to get like kind of frantic emails from people right now, I think the best thing people can do right now, especially if you're not in the thick of wedding season, like we are, I know you guys are, are in the thick of wedding season right now, so a little harder, but just tell people to hold tight for 10 to 12, 14 more days, and it will have a lot more answers. And if we are in the same kind of unknown world, we will be much more familiar with what it is like to go on with life day to day in this online world. Exactly. So everyone just like take a breather. If your wedding is coming up in the next four weeks, yes, yeah, so some things are happening very quick. But if you're beyond four weeks, just take a breather. Everybody is. And we'll have so much more information soon to be able to help people with their weddings and with their businesses and things like that. And actually I had two things I was thinking of that made me that I wanted to share that you maybe think of is for vendors please keep track of how much time you're working. Yep. Um, have a timer. There's so many free timers out there. Keep track of your hours so that you can be educated on how much you are making by the hour. It just helps you with your prices. And if hopefully this never happens, but if a client questions what you've been doing, right. you can do that. But it's so educational. I've been doing it for years. Keep track of your hours. The timers are so, so easy. Um, I use one called Toggle. It's great. It's free. Yeah. And keep track of your hours so you know how much time you're putting into each client. I, I'm fascinated at the end of each year. I'm like, I spent that much time on that client. That was a lot. Or that much time, not that much. Right. So start doing that now, even if you haven't been already, because you're going to be putting a lot of time in with your clients and you want to make sure you're keeping your boundaries and sanity in place. And then also, this has been a new topic that has just sort of come up in the last day or two. And you had mentioned like people and their prices and their contracts. Vendors, there's this great email that was going around like, don't price cut just for the sake of price cutting. That's what's going to be our next topic. Perfect okay, well, go then. Y'all let no, you go. No, keep going because I was just going to say, you know, one of the questions was, is this a good time to enter the wedding business as a planner? I, you know, my, I got out of college where I'm not going back and I thought, oh, maybe I'll pick up wedding planning. So I was going to segue that into, 
that's a broad question, but this is not the time to be offering these discounts everywhere. I mean, we already had we already had enough of saturation in the industry and it's not our fault. I mean, I'm sorry, it's it's not our fault. It's not their fault, but I don't hear any vendor saying, "Hey, I'll get married now because it's cheaper." Do I understand that the human nature we think, "Oh my gosh, let's go to that restaurant and let's eat because they've been closed." We don't go to that restaurant going, "I bet you're going to have your $99 steak for 29." They're going to have it at 99 because they're trying to recover. Everybody in the industry and in our service industry is the same way. Do I think hotel rooms might be knocked down a few bucks? Yeah, but not for long. I don't think you're going to see $99 airfares coming out of this, even though they all get big bailouts. That's another subject. But I, we have to stay true to this is all I've done. And your timer idea is perfect because I don't think they realize how much time they're taking with each person. And it's because they care. And so this is not the time to go, man, when I get out of this, I'm going to discount all my fall weddings to fill up my dates. So go on that. Talk about how your point okay. of view on that is. So this vendor I work with who's been in the business like 20 years, he, this DJ, he had sent this email and I was like, oh, yes, I've been listening to this topic on webinars. And it's about people just like giving back the deposits or just discounting because it is coming from like, oh, my God, I feel bad for these couples. But okay, A, people are not discounting toilet paper at the grocery store. Okay, exactly. People are not discounting in the physical product world, you are not expected to discount in the service world either. So it's a team, you know, I always say like the vendors are a whole team. And if one vendor just randomly decides like, okay, I'm gonna discount it because they asked or because I feel bad or whatever, now you make all the other vendors on your team look like scumbags because they're not gonna discount. Exactly. And you're also going to look like that like cheap gross bottle of wine. Like, okay, well, all these other vendors are not discounting and they're holding to their prices. So why is this person deciding to discount? You know what I mean? It's like, why is that bottle of wine $7 and these bottles of wine $70? Well, it devalues so, what you were charging to begin with. I mean, exactly. let's, just say, let's just say you're a $5,000 photographer and this couple booked you and you have 10 weddings that have booked you at 5000 and you've just moved them forward and rescheduled and you love them and you thank them and then you go on Instagram and say, hey, for my fall weddings, I'm going to be 2,500. What did you just say to the 10 that trusted you to hire you to begin with, invested in you and moved forward with you? You just, I mean, there, I don't know how you can do that. And again, not judging. We're not judging. This is a candid conversation. Everybody knows how I talk. But we have got to keep raising our industry and we need to keep rising together. We all fail together we all sing together and the old saying is you know the time to work on the dock is when the you know the bay goes out well this is you know the tide goes out this is the tides out so this is our time to work on these things and you're exactly right or i'm seeing people that are gathering up to offer a free wedding are you seeing that out there yet we have not seen that out here yet i mean, I mean they're, they're, they, they're posting on instagram or youtube joint we're gonna we're gonna pick one lucky couple what one lucky couple and you're going to give all again you've just asked your clients that are affected and let's face it it's mostly march and april to trust you and believe in you and now you're going to offer somebody something free no no I mean, and if you do that that's another client you're taking on and that time and energy is being taken away from your paying clients that have been with you for months 
that really, again, they're looking for you to be that beacon of light to guide them through this. So think how those clients are going to feel if they're like, why are they taking on this free couple? I haven't heard back from them on my email for four days. Exactly. And some of your coaching that you do with some of your mentoring and coaching, you know, what are some of the key things that you're now telling your coaching students? Cause you also have coaching students. So, so you're also trying to be okay. The, you know, I got my business head and I got my business head like me. I've got my wedding photography, but then I have all these people that, that are paying me to mentor and help. So, I mean, we got to do both. What are some of the things that you're telling them to do right now for business building and, and where are you telling them to focus this time so they can come out of this better and that, you know, that you and I are still being open and honest and caring, but we want you to succeed after this. I, I don't want one of my mentoring students to fail and go, I just can't do anymore. If you, if you don't want to do any more then get out because you don't want to do it, but don't let this be the terminating factor. And like the girl that says, I mean, you know, school's out now. School, my college has been canceled. Uh, she's in Alabama. My college has been canceled. Alabama 0448 is who her name is. Um, has been canceled. I was in the hospitality plan. Do you think I could pick up working for a planner or do you think it's okay for me to start my own business now? So you have people that still want to come into this industry. And then we have ones that might just want to throw the talent. So what are you kind of telling your mentoring students and maybe advice for Alabama 0488? Oh, so many good questions. Okay. So the first question of what am I telling people, basically what we've been talking about. Number one, take care of yourself. It's fine if you need to take a day off, a couple of days off. It's fine if you're working part-time, you know, and relaxing the rest of the time, eating well, sleeping, going for walks, take care of yourself. Next, take care of your paying clients. Yep. See what they need. Reach out to them first. Be their beacon of light. Support them but be mindful of what level of service you've committed to them. Be mindful if you're the photographer and they don't have a planner that you haven't now become their photographer, their planner. Have, think about, you know, you have your timer. See how much time you're spending with each of those clients. Don't be afraid to give them direction. They're looking for you to tell them what to do. Like if you, great, here's what you should do if you're the photographer. Great, you need to, reach out to all of your vendors and see if these three dates work for them. It's not your job. If you're not a full service planner to do all of that for them. Right. And then since a lot of people are at home, either on shelter in place or just self quarantine or because it's safer and the smart thing to do right now, this is a fantastic time to work on your business. I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I have like this ongoing to do list. It's like yep. five pages long. Prioritize that to do list. And just start knocking those things off. Update your web. I mean, this is a whole nother webinar. Right. Update, your, update your list. Update your testimonials. You know, all those things that you're going to either wait to do at the end of the year or your slow right. season, do it now. Um, another thing you can do is still interact with all of those vendors and keep with those relationships. Call them and check in on them. Text them and check in on them. Post on Instagram. Interact with them on Instagram get on zoom or FaceTime or whatever, just like this and chop talk like, Hey, right. what are you going through? What are you going through? Have you heard this? The best ideas I've had and like how I've felt better is from talking to my fellow vendors. And I know for newer people, it's really uh, intimidating right. to reach out to those people. Cause they, everything is like so guarded when you're right. new, but you, I promise you it's so much better when you reach out and you can right. open up those channels of communication, especially like this. And those other vendors will remember you as that person, especially a new one that was willing to reach out exactly. to people at your level or maybe a little bit above and say like, how are you doing? What can you do? Or how are you handling fill in the blank situation or whatever? 
And that's kind of like that will those three things or however many I just rattled off will keep people busy for a while. Well, right, because like you said, we normally go, okay, it's December. Let, I'm going to sit down at the end of the year and I'm going to try to get all this done. And then we go, but I'm missing my time, my family. So we compromise in December because we want to, you know, we're exhausted. If, if vendors do not see right now that they're going to be exhausted through fall season, if fall season wasn't already, what's, what's the old saying out there? October is to uh, wedding industry people like April is to tax people because it's <laughs> yeah. so busy. So if this isn't, if you're moving all these people, so now what you've done is you might have set onto yourself and said, hey, when I get to August and September, I'm going to do three weddings off, three weddings off. And now you've just taken these weddings and put to those off weddings. You possibly could be working 10 to 12 weekends in a row. You're going to be exhausted. You're not going to have time to fill this all up. So let's, and then what are we going to do to get new customers? You know, what are we going to do? Because yes, do I think people might put a pause on some of the wedding planning portion right now. Sure. But I guarantee you people are still looking everywhere. They're researching vendors. They're seeing what's going on. They're seeing, Hey, I'm going to follow these people, see how they're handling the, the situation. And I'm just going to reach out and go do some search. You know, what's it like for what's this wedding vendor look like? Or, Hey, look, this venue is getting a painting. They have time now to spruce up your venue. You have time to spruce up your studio or even your home office. You've got these times and let's face it, even though taxes may be extended, man, sit down right now, get the things out of the shoebox or all your apps, get all done and know that you filed it away and that you're done. And then be prepared for if there's any financial help coming through, but get that off your list and get that done. And then, yeah, then have a couple of days to do things with your family. Still take Wednesdays off if that's been your day off of the year, but we're going to be busy and new clients are going to be calling. So somebody had asked me and let's ask your opinion somebody asked me hey bobby should we keep posting behind the scenes or our grand photos of course i mean we're talking a lot of doom and gloom here but this is not what the wedding industry is we're a celebration and love so i think as vendors we can still do tips we can still talk you as a planner can still tell planners hey here's 10 tips for an outdoor napa wedding or this is what a fall wedding looks like Maybe you don't spend so much time on spring stuff, but let's talk about, you know, the fall stuff. I mean, don't you think that is just another way for us to take care of our to-do list, but also, hey, other couples, I'm still in business. I'm welcoming you. And you know what, guys? If somebody wants to book you, guess what? You have income coming in now. Just make sure you're Yes, and that's what I would make as the last tip is keep nurturing and booking your 2021 weddings get those deposits now so that you can keep your lights on right and you probably have some warm leads that you have kind of forgotten about in the last couple of days because things have been so busy right reach out to them i just did that to this gal that i was like oh yeah what happened i haven't heard from them or i've really <laughs> talked to them in the last couple of days since all this happened and again come from a place of helping and serving them and the email i wrote was like hi whatever her name is i don't want to say it online Susie Q, hey Susie Q, it's Lindsay, you know, in Napa, things have been kind of crazy. I'm sure you have a lot of questions about coronavirus and your wedding. Um, you know, if you want to schedule a time to talk about your wedding and coronavirus and our services, because it's not just right. a free consultation to talk about wedding planning. I'm selling my services to her. Let me know a time that works for you. And so keep nurturing those leads and right. they will remember that you just reached out to them. Right. And I know I just heard on one of your uh, podcast, the rate of 
people who don't reply to inquiries even on oh, the yeah. best of times is like mind boggling. I was my mind was blown, Bobby. I know. So if you're the if you're the vendor that reaches out back to them during terrible times, right. you're probably one of two people maybe right. that will reach out to them and they and, will and, remember that. And then I think you probably know with fires, I joke all the time that I, I can tell you there's been two years in a row where we have been, you know, you have to evacuate the island, so we have to go. And some, if I try to stay, but if I have a wedding off, I have to make sure I'm off, even though I think that wedding will be canceled or postponed, I still have to be able to, you know, provide my services. And I remember having to go down to my car for two calls, and the people are calling. I'm like, you know I'm evacuated right now from that exact island that you want to book your wedding for in September? They're like, yeah. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. If it does, it does. You know, they're, and they're like, I just feel like I have a chance to talk to you. So we get so busy on Instagram and stuff that people like you and I go, oh my gosh, Bobby's teaching, she's off speaking, or she's doing all these weddings, that I try to remind people that I'm still open for business, but I think sometimes they don't want to reach out to people like you and me or other wedding educators because they're like, oh man, you guys are busy. And so I, I think sometimes we probably lose business because we look busy, but that's just because we love what we do. And we're serving couples and we're serving vendors. So I might talk or post, hey, I'm off traveling. Doesn't mean I'm not available to talk to you when I'm in my hotel room. So I always tell people, hey, I'm on a plane right now. You know, thanks for inquiring. When I get to my hotel, I'd love to talk to you. And exactly what you said, they're like, oh my gosh, you actually talk to me when I'm busy. So if that's the service we're going to give them in a, in a trial and bad situation, they should be, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like? And you guys out there. I mean, how many of the vendors that you're dealing with have been affected by the fires and things? So is this like a double whammy happening to everybody out there? It kind of, yeah, it is. And it feels like now it's just like, here we go again. So I've yep. been in Napa six years now. The first year we had a huge earthquake. Then there was the floods. Then 2017 fires in Napa County, really bad, and Sonoma County. Then this year, 2019, more fires in the other end of Sonoma County. So a lot of this does feel so familiar. And what I was writing to my clients on Friday was like, I have not seen everything. I've been doing this for 10 years. I haven't seen everything. What I say is I haven't seen everything, but nothing surprises me anymore. Right. So it's just like, it's, we're just doing another crisis situation. Same feelings, same energies as the fires, the earthquakes, the vendors always rally, people rebound. The wedding is still beautiful. We haven't dealt with this exact beast, but we've dealt with very similar beasts. Exactly. So we can help you guys and we will get through this. And I can assure you that there is light at the end of this. And then the other thing too is as educators, um, you know, we have to remember that we are here to educate and you and I are doing this today and there's, there's no money transitioning between us. We're just here to help educate our people. So as educators, I, I'm kind of just asking everybody to, I'm not, again, I don't want anybody to give anything away free. I don't want to do anything, but this might not be the absolute perfect time to launch a brand new program or online course. And if you do offer something that now that people have a chance to sit down and maybe take that course or go back and visit courses that you've purchased or go back and read things that you've got from me or things like that, and then reach out. Um, we might not be able to take a full hour of talking to you based on our other coaching calls we have, but I, I'm willing to help this industry and the service and offer you a 10 or 15 minute conversation just to make you feel better. And so I want those of us that have classes and online courses to keep providing the education that the people need. Just maybe be a little bit leery about, hey, today $999 gets you this because we want you to make money as well, but maybe be mindful that net $999 could be 
the lights or their car payment or food for their dinner table until they get something else. We all need to keep moving forward and learning. But, you know, conferences have been canceled left and right. So, you know, as much as I love that live interaction and that feedback, I mean, do you think that this is going to be the kind of like the new norm now that we're really going to do a lot of, of more webinars and more things? And I know I talk to a lot of my couples like this and I never meet them till the wedding day. Is that something that you think will now just continue even more because people will go like, you know what, this is what I did for six or seven weeks and it worked. I was afraid of it, but now I like it. I told, I agree. I think people are like, leery to go on video like i keep telling my husband we have a he has a, a brick and mortar cigar store yep. and they are going to have to close on friday for shelter in place i'm like you should go on instagram live because they have a really good following yeah and do some videos and he's like mm -mm, i'm not doing that but i think once people get over the fear of video and i know this our zoom video we can see each other right now and your right. listeners won't be able to hear us but like i'm just i don't have any makeup on i just right. have like this like long sleeve shirt you just kind of get over it. And I think of going on video as like my work personality. So it just sort of becomes like this other personality. I think we're going to see people becoming much more comfortable on video and just putting it out there. And I think we are going to see more people comfortable purchasing online courses and things like that, because literally overnight, especially workout places have got, had to shut and they're like, right. we're doing it on zoom. We're doing it on Facebook live. So I think it's twofold. Like the people who are providing the content are getting comfortable, like to go online. And I think people who previously maybe had never watched a class online or never really watched a whole Facebook live, that's their only way to access their favorite yoga class. Right. They're going to do it. And then they're going to realize, Oh, that's, that's pretty easy. What else can I learn online? Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I think, I think this whole generation that's sitting at home, I think we're going to see so many new things developed that we didn't even, they just sit around and go, Hey, I can do that. But I, I, I also thought about that. I thought people go to the yoga and the gym to work out and things, but also for that personal interaction. But if people start getting really good at this online thing, people might realize staying home is a pretty good place to stay. And, and, you know, watching more movies together and doing things like that. And I, and I, I think that is, that is definitely a way that, that we're going to see the wedding industry keep, keep rotating and moving, that we're going to be doing more consultations online and people may not be able to come as far and we're going to have to be ourselves. And I think, I know you talk about, I talk about be authentic. When I'm on Instagram, I'm saying, Hey man, this is the kind of day I'm having this is what I'm doing because people invest in people. And if I love what I'm seeing along with the pretty pictures, you know, I'm going to get along with that person very well. And so, so that is, you know, we have to continue going that way couple more questions that came in the door um, for wedding planning purposes is, you know, how would you go about instructing moving forward now? This is from Ray. Hey, Ray, you didn't tell me if you were male or female. So if you want to Instagram me real quick, if you're, you know, you're not listing, obviously that was pretty stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why, did I just, why did I just say that? Cause Ray's not even listening. Let me go over and text Ray or find out if Ray is, Tina will love me on that one. She'll be editing that all up. <laughs> Um, we'll leave it in there because it's real. Um, no, it does not say. I'm looking at Ray's Instagram. All right, Ray. Ray is from Indianapolis, Indiana as a wedding planner. Do you think as a wedding planner moving forward, we're going to need to be including all these new safety things, as in our policies include hand sanitizers, extra, extra care in all the restrooms, as a planner, do you think our role is going to be to make sure that the guests all know they're safe 
now attending weddings? That's a pretty good question. That's a really good question. Um, first of all, we're not lawyers, as Bobby said. <laughs> we're not insurance providers. Nope. So it's a fine line because, you know, I'm going to, let's say you're at a venue, not at a private residence. I think it's the venue's responsibility if they're providing the bathrooms to make sure that they're cleaned and all of that. So I always go back to like, who's providing the thing you're in questioning about? Right. Who's providing the bathrooms? If it's a bathroom at a hotel, country club, they are. So they should be responsible for keeping it clean. And then I always tell my clients anyway, like do a little amenity basket to put in each of the bathrooms. And now we'll probably say, be sure to include hand sanitizer in that little amenity basket. So I think, again, you are, especially as the planner, are the ones to like guide them and make right. recommendations, but you can't, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. I've been told these people over and over and over, get cancellation insurance. One couple still hasn't got their cancellation insurance. So it's like, you can lead a horse to water, but right. they're going to do what they want when they get there. So you also, in my personal opinion, don't want to be going around saying, everybody watch this and everybody hand yeah. sanitize because now you told everyone to do that and someone got sick it's like a really weird area that's so kind of like imagine a new dj statement and welcome welcome mr and mrs so-and-so everybody please clap your freshly clean hands yeah I mean, exactly like, before we eat everybody go to the bathroom wash your hands i mean but that's everything that you've been seeing i mean even my cable provider i mean sent a thing out there's the precautions that we're taking is that if you come to see my house? I mean, or is this, aren't you, shouldn't you already be doing that in your business? But my inbox was inundated with, here's the precautions that we're taking. The lab that we use, let us know that the prints and everything have been washed down and the machinery. And I'm thinking, I didn't know I could open up my box and pick up a customer's print. And I mean, it's like, at what point is that, man, that is just not our job anymore. I mean, we are just not that person. You got to be reasonable. Yeah, like we already have little hand sanitizers in like our emergency bag and we bring a cooler we have the hand sanitizer in there but that's for us to use right. that's not to hand out to all the client all the guests obviously if a guest is like do you have some can i use it sure but we're not offering walking around offering it so i think everybody i know we all have our bags we bring with us on the event day make sure you have hand sanitizer in there i was just thinking like if we ran out of the hand sanitizer at our house i'm just going to take the ones in my emergency bag along with the wipes <laughs> then we probably have all now go wait we don't have any wipes anymore if we only had all bought stock in that but then again the stock would have been done right i, I laughed i'm going oh see i didn't buy that stock but oh what didn't matter and i'm not knocking the stock market people i'm, I'm just saying that happens to be one of our next questions is as a wedding planner and also the wedding scene in general aside from the coronavirus do you guys feel as seasoned professionals, thank you so much for calling us old, Emma. Uh, Emma does not tell me where she's from, but Emma, we are seasoned professionals. Um, do we think that we will see a decline, <clears throat> excuse me, in weddings because parents that pay for weddings might have took a stock market hit? That's a fascinating question. I'm not a financial person, obviously. Uh, we're, not, we're not lawyers. We're not. Yeah, we're only like like wedding people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm not in the heads of my clients and how they're funding their weddings. Yeah. Like, did you cash out your stocks? Did have you been saving? Your parents have been saving since day one. You know, you ended up getting a scholarship to college instead of paying for college. So right. the money that was college tuition <laughs> is now your wedding. I don't know. I can only kind of reflect back to when 10 years ago when I got started. And I know you were well in business by then. And we were like, I started my business in the worst economy of like our adult lives or our lives. Um, 
people were still getting married. I was a new planner, so I did a lot of DIY weddings, but people were still getting married. They were still getting married at the Four Seasons. Um, I think I mean, my hypothesis is that first people will look to save money, whether it be, it depends on their priorities. Maybe they'll cut down the list from 200 to 125. Boom, you just saved a bunch of money. Maybe instead of getting married at the Four Seasons, which I love the Four Seasons, I'm not knocking it, but it's not inexpensive. They're going to get married, you know, at the a country club instead. That's a lower price point. You know what I mean? So I think that people will make uh, budget choices more conscientiously and maybe make some shifts there. But I think they will still continue to get married. Like if two people are in love and they have some means to pay for it without going into debt, I think the weddings will still happen. And that's Anna from Michigan's comment is, do either of you feel that bigger budget weddings are going to be harmed by this? And I think that goes back to the same thing we just pretty much said. I mean, a budget is a budget is a budget. I mean, you're as a planner. Maybe you can talk a little bit about how many times you see people blow the budget. Oh, every single time they go over budget practically. But so like that makes me think of like this uh, very high end wedding we did. And the, the next day, so it was Sunday or Monday, they left to go on their honeymoon and they flew private. So maybe instead of flying on a private plane, they're going to fly first class. Right. I think the luxury market will be dinged like everybody else, but people who are already in the luxury market, clients, people engage people, I think they're for the most part going to find a way to maintain that lifestyle right. and still have very high end weddings. I think the same person who was doing a DIY backyard wedding potluck, it's still that. It might exactly. look a little bit different, but it's generally going to still be that thing. The person who's the luxury market now is not all of a sudden going to be doing a backyard barbecue. Right. And I think you said you hit the nail on the head when you said this is, you know, if you're going to get married in a hotel, that's what you're going to get married. At. If you're going to get married in a barn, that's what you're going to marry. Whether you want to spend $2 million in a barn or you want to spend $2 million in a hotel, it's, you're going to have your day. Weddings will still go on. We had already made the trend the last couple of years. You and I have already seen that weddings went from 200 to 100 very quickly. I mean, there was no like drastic. It was like, I used to have 200 or more. Then it's like a hundred or less. There was very few that fell into the middle. So I think those trends will continue. You know, I also think back on the business side that two of the questions that now might be asked are, you know, are you available? So three, are you available? How much are you? And what's your cancellation policies? I think that this, with it being a virus and a pandemic and a financial thing, that I think people now are going to want to look more closely at contracts to see how fast they can get out. Um, so I think we're going to see that shift a little bit more, but I'm like you, I still think weddings are, are, are still going to happen. So, you know, Anna in Michigan there, you know, you know, you guys are going to have, you know, freezing cold weddings, you know, just like you always do. And that doesn't seem to stop you when, you know, people get married up there. So I, I think we all just have to continue to be focused based on that. This is going to be fine at the other side. And, you know, I'll go back to your, you know, starting your business, you know, Disney and Microsoft started their business in the worst times of the year as well. And, you know, they've done okay. I mean, Disney has great event insurance, hence they're closed for two weeks. But, you know, again, reach out to an insurance person, reach out to a lawyer. These are things that if you want to be in business, you need to have them on your team, you know, get legal all the way legal in all your States. And Lindsay's shaking her head guys. So she's, you know, she agrees and get yourself an accountant or bookkeeper and, and make sure and get yourself a contract lawyer. Do these things 
those are the three things that will help you. And is that advice that you give your people to outsource the things that you're not good at, get rid of things that are out of your scope of genius. And, and oh, is for planner, sure. what do you think? Is that what you do when you're a planner? Like you're not the photographer, but you're going to find the best one for your client. Totally. And when I started my business, the first thing I did, so I, I mean, I'll be totally honest. Like the first wedding, did we have a contract? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably there was no contract, but I know one of the first things I did in that, probably within that first year, no, I, I actually might've had a contract, um, was to get a contract in place. And then, I mean, I was young, then I was in my mid late twenties and then set it up an LLC so you can protect yourself. Right. You just keep adding the layers on as you get going more and more, but a contract. And now with everything being online, there's so many free resources. It's so inexpensive to go to an event specific lawyer that has a template and do that. Or maybe there's a lawyer in your town. Right. It's, it is such a wise investment because I have no doubt that there's people wedding vendors out there right now who have either a no contract, right? So they're really in big trouble or be really loose, outdated, not strong yeah. contract and a contract. I mean, this is another soapbox, but the contract is not to be a Grinch. The contract is to set expectations so that if there is a problem like this, Everybody are, knows what's happening. You right. already made those decisions while things were calm and peaceful and unicorns. And also, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. People don't have great memories. So, you know, for photographers, for planners, how many hours did I make their package for? Right. Was it seven hours? Or when did I hours? say I was starting? I don't even remember. What's that how many what assistants am I bringing? That's why you have a contract. So you can look back. Or if they say, oh, when you and your assistant come and you're like, Assistant. I always work solo. Yeah. Let me look at that contract. Oh, I did hire two assistants for that event. Right. It's to remember what you're both, what you're going to deliver and what they're expecting. Right. It's, to, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally to, you know, what, what's going to manage what happens to your expectations. Well, and also too, how many people, and I tell you right now, if, if we can see everybody's hands, how many of the people know what their contract says? They just made one. They only ever fill out the front part. They never update the back part. Like I said, I guarantee you right now, everybody's going back to see, you know, force majeure and acts of God. I bet you're at a pandemic, you know, and this is going to be tied up in the courts for a couple of years, people, as this, there's going to be this new, everybody is going to be adding this new clause. I mean, how did you get, think we got the force majeure act of God? Like I said, terrorism before this is going to be there and this is going to take us a while to rope all the way round and through. And as business owners, you invest back in your business. So it's exactly what you said, Lindsay, check the things off that you can get done and you take care of your customers. And I guarantee you the minute one of your brides or groom is a lawyer, you'll know how good your contract is. The minute one of them says, Oh, I'm a contract lawyer. And then you know what? In lieu of our engagement session, I would love for you to take a look at my contract. Don't forget that you have a big, big source of your couples that probably know how to do something. And if you reach out, I know we've had couples reach out to me that are lawyers and other people saying, Hey, you okay. Can we help you with anything? And you know, those are relationships that we've built along the way. Let's, let's wrap up this little bit of at the end, Lindsay, of, of really talking about the other thing that we as vendors can do is to get to know and work with other vendors. And that that is a priority when you're mentoring, no matter the season, build that relationship with a vendor. Yeah. So I mean, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about networking without actually attending networking mixers. Cause especially if you're new to town, which right. I was when I moved to Napa, even though I've been doing weddings for five years or if you're just new to the industry in general, it, 
at least for me, it was so intimidating to go to those networking mixers where everybody knew each other and we looked so like chic and awesome. And I was like, I don't know anyone here. So this is a great time. Send a handwritten note to your vendors. Yep. I personally love getting mail. I mean, it might take a little longer now with things going on, but like send a handwritten note to your vendors. I appreciate you so much. Looking forward to working with you on the July 7th wedding. Right. Interact with them on social media. We're all on our phones even more right now. Um, get on line together and do like an Instagram live together or a Facebook live together and just chat. I mean, that's literally what Bobby and I are doing right now. Like right. we can see each other and we're just chatting. Right. So do that. Um, keep keeping on, I guess. Like this isn't right. the time to just like give up. It's too hard. Like keep keeping on, keep interacting with people, have like virtual coffee with people, text people and check in on them, email them, check in on them. Um, and that's gonna, that, that is going to feel right. That's going to be a good foundation because we're in this together. And I also want to say, don't get hung up if you see vendor A saying, "I'm giving all my money back," and then vendor B saying, "I'm not giving anything back." Listen, take a grain of salt, but do what's best for yourself and your business. I mean, again, Lindsay and I have been telling this whole podcast episode. We don't have one right answer. We just know the things that are coming at us. And based on your questions that are coming in, they're pretty much the same way. Most of you guys have asked us, you know, what should we do about this? How do we move forward? And I, I kind of didn't bring all those questions up because we don't have those answers. Um, but those of you, and we got a couple more here that will answer, but it, it's, you're going to have to really sit back and look at this from your point of view. You're going to have to sit back and look at this and say, I need to make this work. And I think word was saying as mentors, don't give up. I mean, if you're new to this, don't be, trust me, if you're brand, if this is your one or two, you're going to have probably 20 more of these things 10 years from now. If you're like me, 40 is into it, took 40 years for it to get here, guys. Took 40 years. I mean, I've been dealing with hurricanes for years, but 40 years is something to halt this industry like this. And, you know, and, you know, Lindsay, somebody that you can go to that, that gives out this great advice. And then, and she's, you know, like I said, you know, you know, She's an expert on CNN and, and, and New York Times. And these people reach out to Lindsay because she has this sound device. And she's not going to guide you in the wrong direction. So, you know, when, when you have this time, link back with, from the show notes with Tina and go visit her and, and all her strategies and things that she has. And, 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 and she's a good person to have in your corner. You know, and again, I, you know, I know we've been kind of talking vaguely, but it's like there's not just one right answer for this. And, you know, what people are asking. And the last four questions that have come in in the last, you know, 15 minutes that we, I asked about yesterday were, you know, I'm not sure at what point do you know that you can't make it? And the other one is, I don't, what if I don't book any more weddings? At what, what do I do then? And the third one, and again, these are heartbreaking things that we can't answer is, you know, if I just started, should I stop and go get a nine to five and come back later? And then the fourth one is, is I don't know how I'm going to make out of this. I'm entry level into the industry. So there's four or five questions right there that are all doom and gloom. And, you know, show some of your advice there, Lindsay, you know, throw some motivation at them. I mean, I don't want any of them to give up, but we're also not in their shoes. <laughs> exactly. So my first thing for everybody, but especially those people with the heart, wrenching questions don't make any rash quick 
right. fully charged emotional decisions. Like, even though I understand things are moving fast and it's scary and it's intimidating, like don't make any, any decisions really, really fast. Give yourself time, at least 24 hours, depending on what it is to, right. to think it through. We've seen it all with clients and we've probably done it ourselves. Like, Oh my God, this horrible thing is happening. We need a tent. We need whatever, like the flower girl pooped her pants, whatever it is. And then time passes a little bit of time, depending on what it is. And it's much easier to make a clear decision. So I get it guys. We're in the eye of the storm right now. Like what I've been writing in my emails to my list is like, it's always darkest before the dawn. Like I'm pretty sure we're the darkest part right now. It's going to get better. Like it's darkest before the dawn. Don't make any quick rash decisions. I get that it's a scary time financially for a lot of people in the industry. So I'm trying to remember all the questions. Somebody was saying, what if I don't book any more weddings? Right. Okay. You have a lot of control over that yourself. Yep. You need to be posting on social media, showing what you're doing. Don't do like doomsday photos and stuff. But here I am binge flick, binge watching on Netflix, walking my dog. Show that you are an upbeat, positive person that is forging through this. Right get together with other wedding planners or whatever. I don't know what that person's specialty was, but whatever your specialty is, get together with other people because dates are in the fall are going to go real fast and build that network that you can refer to. My absolute best clients are referrals from other people, especially other wedding planners. And same thing for photographers. I would guess right. before us, you have your network at this point. If you don't have that network yet, start reaching out to those people. Hey, you know, look for people that have similar clients to you similar skill set to you, similar amount of experience to you and say, Hey, introduce yourself. If you don't know each other, because you're going to need to refer dates that you can't do. And I will tell you one of the best ways to get referrals is to give referrals. Right. So don't give up yet. Um, so you can, I think people can still book 2020. They can still book 2021, but you got to be proactive and really get after it. Again, good time to update your website. Please, for the love, make sure it's mobile friendly. <laughs> right. And be creative in this. Uh, one of the ones that was after that was um, an Angela, and she's a, a cake baker. And she says, you know, coronavirus 2020, let's hope it's not a foodborne illness in 2021. I mean, so, I mean, I also don't want people to start panicking that everything's going to go wrong. I mean, again, you said it while ago. I, w I would love to show the show of hands that everybody has a perfect wedding day. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, you and I behind the scenes see more things that go wrong every single wedding that I, again, vendor uh, engage couples. This is why we have clauses because we never thought Aunt Susie would lick the cake. Aunt Susie licked the cake. You know, so, I mean, we have all these funny things in our clauses because, as the commercial says, we were there seeing it happen, you know. And so, you know, I don't want people like that. Here's a, you know, a cake artist who thinks, well, at least, you know, what if it's something else or what if it's going to be? And I mean, it's, we cannot look at it being the be all end all of our industry. I mean, wedding, we're all human, human beings work on weddings. One of us will make a mistake. Things happen and go wrong. And we, and we just can't think of that. And so you can't give up, you can't give up doing this. I mean, you know, if, if you're needing to get out, get out for a different reason, but don't get out because of fear. Don't get, you know, this is, there's lessons to be learned here. Maybe the lesson is that we are supposed to slow down. Maybe the lesson was, hey, man, the entire world needed to pause and get back to family. Maybe the entire pause or the lesson was weddings. They're out of hand. You know, they're not the be-all, end-all. So let's stop 
and start again with why you were getting married to begin with, what the reason was. There's a lot of lessons that can be learned here. And the big lesson for businesses is, you know, button down the hatches, tighten up, but still have fun doing this. Because if we're in the creative industry, if you're not going to enjoy what you're doing, and I, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but I look forward to a Saturday when I can actually be a photographer and I'm not doing 99 other things. I get to do what the reason I got into this industry for. So, I mean, you know, that's a perfect, that's a perfect choice to do that. And I mean, again, it's, 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 I don't want everybody to just think it's so sad. I don't want everybody, it's hard, but I don't want everybody. And I, hopefully you guys have listened today and we've given you some tips and, and some ideas and you, and you felt our motivation. We're not making light of anything, but uh, I want you guys to know too, that Lindsay will come back because she has a whole bunch, you know, we were going to talk about moving to a new market, but she's just a wall of information. But we just felt that between the two of us today and Lindsay's expertise, we could really share, you know, what's going on with Corona and, and how you need to combat it and fight it. And I don't think we probably share anything new that you haven't been listening to, but also sometimes just turn off all the things you're listening to. You know, I mean, there's so much information out there at the end of the day is what's best for you and how you serve your customers and how you take care of your family and that you leave from the heart. So is there anything else you have to add to that, Lindsay, or anything else you want to, to chat about? That was fabulous. I would just say everybody like, please take care of yourselves. Please try to see the silver lining to everything. Focus on the things in your life that you're grateful for, no matter how big or how small. I mean, personally, my husband's like, oh, I'm going to be home for two weeks. I'm going to do all the yard projects. Exactly. So find the silver lining into those things. None of us have a crystal ball. None of us know what's happening tomorrow. So just really appreciate everything you have today. Don't make any rash decisions, please. I would be heartbroken for you if you closed up today and this whole thing passes in six weeks. So right. just take it by day by day, give yourself some slack and we're all going to get through this together. I mean, I think of the wedding stories these people are going to be able to tell, Hey, we were going to get married on this day. You're going to, this is what's going to be down in the history books. People we're going to see this in the history books back in 2020, this mass mass illness came and you could sit there and say, Oh, my mom and dad went through that. And then it's going to be my grandparents lived through that. Her wedding was here. So, Again, I get to plug the photographer that the photographer gets to capture the photo and still, and then you'll have that memory about what's going on. But again, hire professionals, hire professional planners. You cannot have a wedding in this day and age without a planner. And if, for those of you who do not have planners right now that are getting married, what have you learned? You absolutely need to have a planner to help you get through this. I'm telling you, it is, you have to do it. Like I said, Tina will link everything back to the, uh, to, on the show notes. Um, Lindsay's going to come back and we'll talk probably a couple more topics, but we'll get her back. We'll let this settle down a little bit. She's reachable. Tina will put all the context there. We're going to try to get this up everybody. So you're going to hear it pretty quickly. Um, but again, just thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We just wanted to come and give you a little bit of boost, give you some information that's tangible, but give you a boost that at the end of there, there's a bunch of fabble. So stay with us. Thanks, Lindsay. Be thank safe so much, on the West Coast, and we'll talk to you soon. Wedding Guide listeners, thanks for joining us on today's episode. I wanted to take this opportunity to invite you to join us and be part of the Perfect Wedding Guide family. 
We provide online profile directories. We can help you with some social media marketing. Um, we have wonderful wedding shows we'd love to have be a part of. We have a couple bundles that might just be the perfect fit to help your business get found by engaged couples. So in the show notes, I want you to go there and take a look. We're going to connect you with uh, account executives in certain markets as well as the owner of Perfect Wedding Guide. And you can email or reach out by phone to these individuals and let them know that you are a loyal Perfect Wedding Guide podcast listeners and they have a special promotion going on just for you. So as we get ready to jump into 2020, there's a lot of exciting updates and changes coming to Perfect Wedding Guide and we can't think of a better way to kick off the year than inviting you to be part of it. We want to help you each succeed in your small business This Perfect Wedding Guide is owned and operated by a small business family, and um, they want nothing more than to help you succeed. So we're a wonderful wedding community. We invite you to be a part of it, and we can't wait to show you all the amazing things that Perfect Wedding Guide is launching for 2020. It's a perfect opportunity to join in. Once again, thanks for joining us. And until next week's episode, go out, keep being fabo, and have a wonderful wedding weekend.